0: In today's episode, we're talking about embracing your ugly. Embrace thy ugly. Why and why is it so important for your wealth? Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. Welcome, welcome. This is Gur Khan, your Money Mindset Expert. And today we're talking about a topic that's very close to my heart. And I'll be sharing some personal experiences with you once again. I have done something similar to this um, right at the beginning when we first started the podcast. And it's been over 300 episodes now. So it's been quite a journey. But I wanted to share this again because of a recent experience that I had. And I thought how important it is when you're on this journey of becoming abundant, to become wealthy, that you cannot let things in your past, you know, make you feel bad about yourself. And therefore the topic for today is embrace thy ugly. Now, what do I mean by ugly? I mean, not necessarily physical features. I mean, how you look in the, in your, in the mirror is not that relevant to me. I'm talking about your experiences, what you've been through, where you are, what you find... Um, you know, could be point of embarrassment for you. And, uh, you know, for those of you who, who I think most people know by now, I you know, my background of what happened to me, I owned what happened to me and I accepted what happened to me and I've forgiven the people who, you know, who were the perpetrators. But in my community, it's something that can still hold a lot of stigma. And even though I am a British born uh, woman, I my background is Pakistani, so my parents are from Pakistan, so my culture my culture is um you know mixture of Pakistani and British culture combined. So this is where unfortunately I still have that stigma attached to what happened to me in the background. So I'm gonna share with you uh, you know, a bit, bit of my background, for those of you who don't know, I have been divorced twice, not once. I was, and both times it was, it was one was definitely arranged marriage and second was semi-arranged. It was, it was someone who's interested in me and uh, various things led to the part where I, I ended up getting married to the second person as well. Both marriages were highly, highly abusive. The first one was physically abusive and the second one was verbally, emotionally, financially abusive. So, and I think the second marriage was had more of a trauma because the, obviously the person the second person was um highly, highly narcissist. The first individual I think has undiagnosed bipolar, so he has issues like anger issues. But it was the second one. Um, my second marriage and my second husband who left the largest scars on, on on me energetically and emotionally. And I've healed those scars and I have no no ill intentions towards him whatsoever. I I sent him love and blessings, and his you know his partners love and blessings, and it's not it's got nothing to do with, uh you know what happened between us. So he did put me through a lot of trauma, anyhow. And one of the things that he used to say to me, especially towards the end, because he he did want to leave me, and I divorced him. Or once I found out, well, actually caught him red-handed with his you know one of his girlfriends. And I that was the end of the marriage. And when I was divorcing him, he did actually say to me, you know, even after everything I've done, and there was the whole heap of, you know, everything under the sun from casinos, gambling, drinking, prostitutes, everything in the glow, you know, everything under the sun. And he admitted to that to me um, for that as well. And he actually very boastfully said to me, even after everything I've done. People are not going to say anything to me. They're going to look and point fingers at you because you've been divorced twice. Now, the reason why that comment stung me a lot at the time was because there's an element of truth in it. He is from Pakistan. He was born in Pakistan, came over here. So he came. He comes over with that kind. He's from a small town as well. And he's not very educated either. So he has that small town, uneducated mentality. And I dismissed it at the time, thinking that's not going to be the case. But unfortunately, there is an element of truth in that, because people in Pakistan or India would understand what I'm talking about. And they in a, in the, in these countries in South Asian countries they don't really think about who was a you know what was the reason behind the divorce or so there was there could be something more you know detrimental towards women they just think oh she's divorced twice she must be corrupt she must be of low character right that's the assumption that's made and then she must be wrong and she must be rude and you know if she can't she can't keep her husband kind of a thing the blame squarely falls on the woman's shoulder unfortunately by a vast majority. And so that's what he said to me. And there was, it it did sting me because there was an element of truth in that as well. Anyhow, I purposely embraced both divorces publicly and I embraced my daily and I'm very, very proud of how I've pulled myself up and how I came back from that abusive um, state to being, you know, completely empowered and being, having multiple businesses and having, and being a, you know, a seven figure earner as well. So I have achieved quite a lot of financial success as well as worldly success and my kids are doing really well and got, you know, I've got a successful podcast and book and, you know, the business and so forth. So I've done exceptionally well by most people's standards. Yet there are times when people would say, especially from Pakistani or you know, Indian origin, would actually judge me and think, oh, there's something wrong with her. And I'm going to share a recent experience that happened that I experienced and I really want you to understand where I'm sharing it from. me. I'm not asking for sympathies. I'm explaining to you what happened to me just a few days ago in the Pakistani embassy. So I went to get, um, uh, get Pakistani, uh, because my parents are in Pakistan. I, got, I don't have a Pakistani ID card. I never had the need for it until recently. But because of my property business, I am looking to go and travel. And I'm looking to expand and have bought, buy some property out in Pakistan too. It's a great investment opportunity. So... Because of that, I don't. I needed to get before that. Would just get a visa, but I was looking to get an an ID. It's called an NADRA card. So I was looking to get that, and I went and I had all the documents and everything else, but I didn't have my marriage or divorce certificate. And I, I turned up uh, to naively now, yeah, looking back in hindsight, I suppose I turned up with all the documents for my father and my you know even my brother's uh, ID card and so forth, and I had all the documents I thought I needed. Uh, to make my car. I mean, what, what has my marriage or divorce got to do with anything, to be honest, right? So um, i I just keep trying to portray where my origin is. Like, this is who I am. Anyhow, I, I went there and this person, so first, first of all, the idea of, um, you know, privacy and, um, you know, having a, a confidential conversation, I think is unknown to people in Pakistan. I don't know. I'm not having a go of them, but this is what I saw. In, in the Pakistani embassy, there was no element of privacy there at all. It was very open. And um, maybe I should really put a complaint against it, but anyhow. So that's the first thing I found. Secondly, there are people saying there and this individual just purposely, very loudly started asking me all these questions. So the first question he asked me was, uh, you know, are, are you married or single? I'm I said, I'm I'm currently divorced. And he goes, he asked me, and um, do you have your divorce certificate? And I said, No, I don't. I had I actually have actually don't have the marriage certificate, but I have the divorce certificate from the first one. And he looked at me and said, What do you mean? I said, I've been divorced twice. And he and his jawline just dropped. And um and he said, Okay, so you said you had kids. Who are the kids by? You know, where are the kids from? Very loudly, like, so where are the kids from? I'm like, Well one from one marriage and one from second marriage. And he the, the the look on his face and his reaction was just astonishing. Um there was so much judgment and so much, you know, sort of god knows what he was thinking but whatever he was thinking was very obvious from his face and he proceeded from there to ask me various questions he then sent me on a goose chase you know go and get this photocopied i bought the photocopy and brought it back he goes he still couldn't proceed further he goes i need this and i need that and um, additional documents and i thought what are you on about um, you know, another thing he said to me, He, uh, my brother has to come in and test it. I'm like, well, my brother isn't around at the moment. I've given you documents anyway there. I don't know what the procedure is, whether it was required or wasn't. Or was it just being difficult? But the point is, he he tried his very best to make me feel bad. Now, my daughter was with me at the one time. So keep that in that mind, and my daughter and he asked me, who is she? And I said, uh, she's my daughter. Throughout this experience, he did everything within his power. One to say it as loudly as possible, so people down the the end of the hall could hear the fact that I had do, two divorces, two husbands, and a child from each each thing, each each husband, and the fact that I was now looking to whatever you know. So nothing, nothing I said was kept private. It was actually announced to the whole bloody room, and he he did everything within his power to demeanor me and to make me feel small and and he still refused to to do the papers cuz until i come back with my brother to support i say who i am who i am even though i had my birth certificate i had my father's uh, id i had my brother's id i had everything they required that's required on the website uh, everything that they could possibly need i had it apart from the marriage certificates um, and the divorce certificate, everything else was there. But he refused to make that card for me and told me to come back once I have my brother with me to attest. He wasn't asking for the marriage certificate now. He was even to make my card, even without the children, he would need to have my brother to come and, and they would take his fingerprints and other things just to prove to say I am who I am, what I am, which I found astonishing. And I know this element of discretion there. And it's not necessary. It's completely foolish. What if my you know brothers both, you know, my family members had passed away? Like one of my brother, one of my brothers has. So what how would I not get caught? It's just ridiculous. I know the fact that this wasn't the case. This person did everything within his power to one a demeanor I me, mean, to one to make me feel bad about myself. And I didn't. I just I have very thick skin. I I blew it off and I wasn't really fussed about it. My daughter, on the other hand, got very, very upset. So when I got home, I realized the impact this had on, on my daughter. And then the words that uh, Ifran said to me, you know, rang in my head, you know, the people are not going to say anything to him, because he's just because he's a man after everything he's done, people point fingers at me. And this man was exactly the kind of people, people he was talking about people like that would point fingers at me and would, in their mind, blame me for having two divorces rather than, you know, and not having a one successful marriage. and, And then on top of that, having children from each marriage, which, by the way, is legitimate way. It's better for me to have my children in a marriage Islamically rather than having them outside of marriage. But anyhow... I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See inside the workshop. The whole process was quite horrific. And it showed to me the Pakistani and South Asian, well, not just Pakistani, South Asian, India, Pakistan, that kind of mentality, the people from there, the kind of of intellect and the kind of low life thinking some of the people have, especially the men from there. And that's what was personified by my ex. And notwithstanding all of that, so I did, I was, when I got home, I was obviously considerably upset because not for myself initially, but when I saw my daughter was upset. But then I realized I could either hold on to that animosity, that annoyance, that you know, frustration and be annoyed with this individual who, from his old prejudices, you know, judged me and behaved in such a horrible manner towards me. Or I could cut cords with him and forgive him and send him loving blessings. And that and I chose to do the second, the latter, because if I hold on to grudges, if I hold on to Um, you know, ill feelings towards this individual who means absolutely nothing to me. You know, I am gonna apply for another card and I will do it in an alternative way. Most likely I will do it online and send the information all on. I was just trying to get it quickly, so I went in person. I probably will do it online now. But the point being, I will do all of this um, again, uh, but I could be annoyed and upset with him and write a complaint letter to the Pakistani embassy and all of that. Or I could see, you know, cut course with him, forgive him and see from his point of view. So his point of view was someone who's probably frustrated with his job, not really happy. He was limping around. So probably God knows what kind of life he has personally. So instead of being annoyed and upset with him, when I cut cords with him, I was able to have compassion for who he is. Yes, he mistreated me. And yes, he treated me very badly. And he tried to cause me embarrassment and, you know, try to do whatever he thought he could, you know, God knows what uh, revenge, what girlfriend's or woman's revenge he was trying to take out of me. But regardless of what he was trying to do, I could see it from the other, from his point of view, and I could see that you know whatever he did, whatever reason behind it, I could have compassion for him and forgive him and let go. Now, when I forgave him and when I was sending him, uh, you know, love and blessings, was I condoning his actions? Absolutely not. Do I think his behavior towards me was justified? Absolutely not. Do I think that he should behave like that with any other woman? Absolutely not. However, if I hold on to animosity, if I hold on to that guilt, that hurt, pain, and humi- you know, so-called humiliation, then what? How is that going to benefit me? How is that going to help me to succeed in life? How is that going to help me to build my abundance? How is that going to help me? Very importantly, how is that going to help me? Elevate my vibration. It's not, is it? So if I remain in this feeling of you know shame and humiliation and anger and frustration and sadness, and I did feel oh, oh a combination of all those emotions, especially because I think at that time on, on on this this happened recently, happened on Wednesday, and I always share my my personal experience with you. This is like I said, it's become more of a diary than a, a, a podcast episode. But I think my personal experience can help highlight. And, and explain to you my philosophy and this is why I share my life so openly with yourselves and so you know I did have a combination of all those emotions and one of the biggest things that I felt at the time was you know Ifan was right, you know, ifan has done everything that I could think of wrong under the sun, you know, from prostitutes, from gambling, from alcohol, everything that's anti-Islam. And I, on the other hand, have done everything that's, you know, for Islam. And, you know, I was completely loyal to this husband, even though he was sleeping around outside. You know, I, I was completely celibate and, you know, didn't think of it, it didn't annoy him. And I I, I believed his lies i was a loyal wife you know loyal mother i did everything correct and i did everything according to my parents my dad and my brother's wishes i you know i was always a good muslim girl yet i have this person judging me and you know trying to ridicule me and making me trying to make me feel bad about myself so in some at one point i was i did feel and you know a bit of a bit of sadness and i did question you know devices and like why would you bring this person into my life why would you bring this individual into my life who's complete opposite to me um you know if he says so in the quran that good women for good men and bad women for bad men how the hell could you, i ever marry uh, a woman like me could ever marry a man like that how was he in my destiny now these are questions that i asked on wednesday and then i as i always say to you you know if you are having this kind of dilemma then do something that can alleviate that you know um you need to have find an um, an outlet you need to find a way to go work through these emotions and for me my default is i go and pray so i did my bazoo and i started praying to uh, on my prayer masala, and i prayed to divine energy and i asked why and um and I didn't even have to cry. You know, it's one of those things I thought I'd be very upset. I'll start crying about what happened. I Not a single tear dropped from my eye. Just through the process of prayer, it brought me back to my center and it made me realize, okay, first of all, you know, I choose to feel humiliated and sad and upset, or I can choose to let it go and I choose to let it go. Do you want to feel the lower emotions? Secondly, there if I believe in divine energy, I believe everything's happening for me, not to me. So if I I can either choose to be a victim that this happened to me, or I can choose to be empowered and realize this was a test or this was a lesson, this is a process that I had to go through in order to get to my, you know, to the destination that I want to get to, in order for me to grow into the person that I want to grow into, to be the person who I am at the moment. And if I like who I am at the moment, I could not be this person if I hadn't been through all that trauma. So I had to go through that process in order for me to grow. So this awareness was, came to me, even during when I was making the prayer. So I didn't have to question divine sense energy. I just, the very process of doing the prayer, all this awareness came to me and I felt... Calm and centered and grateful again. Now, what does that do? As soon as you're in the energy of gratefulness, in, in gratitude and gratefulness, as soon as in the energy of love, as I was, I was grateful to Divine Energy and I felt so immense amount of love for Divine energy, you have raised your vibration. And when you are in that raised vibration, guess what's coming to you? Abundance and everything else is on that vibration. Remember, money has a vibration too. So if I come into alignment with gratitude and, and, and gratefulness and happiness and joy and love, then that is the signal I'm sending out to the universe and that's what's going to come back to me and that's exactly what it is so this is why it's so important for you to understand what you've been through in the past and this is why I talk about embrace your ugly. So because I've embraced what's happened to me in the past, I've embraced my ugly, I can talk about it without feeling guilt and shame and embarrassment. It was very easy for me to brush off and just soft, you know, uh, get rid of those negative um, thoughts and ideas and energy that was coming from this, this individual and cut course with him. And it was very easy for me to cut course with him and actually just, you know, have compassion for who he is and where he is in life, to be honest. I actually felt, when I really thought about what he's doing, his job, and who he is, because I understand these people, I actually had nothing but, you know, compassion for him because I felt sorry for him, you know. He's in a dead, dead job, you know, not much prospects. And, uh, you know, with, with limited finances, most likely, as, as most people are in these nine-to-fives. So I could feel the compassion for him. And so, therefore, there was no need for me to... Um, be annoyed and upset with him and say well, he mistreated me or he missed or misbehaved with me and he you know whatever there was no need for me to go into that and that's the important thing from today's episode I really want you to understand you need to be so clear in your life about where you are and what's happened to you Anything that you you know you feel embarrassed about, or you feel that you know that that's your dark side or the the ugly side of who you are or what happened to you, embrace it and own it and really really own that and really see how that particular aspect of your life, good or bad, or ugly, has taught you and what's brought you where you are right now. When I look in my mirror, I love who I am. I absolutely love who I am. I am my best, you I know, mean, I'm my best friend. So if I love the person in the mirror, if I love who I am, then how can I dislike or be upset with what you know what happened to me in the past because everything that happened in my past has made me who I am today, quite clearly, right? Nothing else, nothing else about it. I am who I am because of what happened to me in the past. And everything that I find ugly or, you know, maybe shameful or embarrassing or humiliating from our past has all contributed for me to be who I am today. Who, uh, the person I'm really proud of, the person I, I love and adore, the person I look up to, and the person I can, you know, keep my head high and look in the mirror and actually genuinely say to her, I love you. I'm so proud of you. You are amazing. And I can say all of that to this woman in the mirror because I love and truly admire her for what she's not just what she's achieved, but what she's come from, where she's come from, and how she came from there, and how she picked herself up. All the traumas, all the ugliness in my past has led me to this path, has led me to where I am right now, and this is what when you get to this point, when you can really be grateful for all the the journeys you've been through, good, bad, and ugly, you know, combined that is when you know you're on the right path that is when you know your uh, your vibrations has been elevated that is when you know that amazing things are just lining themselves up to come into your life right now okay Amazing things have are coming, amazing things will be will continue to come, but you have to continue to keep your vibration high. And the best way to do that is to be in the state of gratitude. And the best way to be grateful is to be grateful for everything that's happened in the past that you wouldn't otherwise not be grateful for. It's very easy to be grateful when we get a million bucks. It's very easy to be grateful when you have that, uh, you know, that loving partner. It's very easy to be grateful when you have an amazing child. It's very easy when you have that perfect body, when you have the perfect health. The, the the testing time the most important times are those when you're grateful when you don't actually physically see the results or when you are you know experiencing an, an incident like I did on Wednesday where my past was brought in front of me in the most ugly and awful manner yet I was able to move past it very quickly very rapidly and instead of being angry and upset against a person who made me feel low or tried to make me feel low about myself. Instead, I can send them love and blessings, cut course with them, send them love and blessings, say, you know, dude, you must be going through a lot in your life. If for you to you, know, be, you know, to, to divert your anger and direct it at me, you must have some issues in your life. So may, may God bless you and, and think like that and send love and blessings and generally just move away. So I share this with you not to have a go at this uh, guy or, you know, pakistani embassy for one um, i don't know how many Pakistanis listen to this but those pakistani listening can understand what i'm saying i'm not and this could be by the way it could have been indian embassy this is a south asian culture not just pakistani it's not just uh, you know (laughs) not just uh, uh, you know kept to pakistani culture this is a south asian culture which includes pakistan bangladesh india the whole you know everything so it's just unfortunate that we have we do have that culture where man can do no wrong and all blame is installed um, or um, given to women. It doesn't matter what happens. You know, it's always a woman's fault. But anyway, that's another story for another time. I wanted to share my experience with you recently uh, where I could have gone, you know, gone into back into victim mode. I could have gone and become very upset. Yet I chose to forgive and uh, move past this individual. You know, not, I'm not saying for a second that what he did was right, but I choose not to be angry at him and I send him love and blessings. And at the same time, I'm able to have gratitude in my heart for everything that's shown up in my life because everything's made me who I am and I love who I am. And therefore, everything is amazing and everything's happening for me. And when I'm in that state of gratitude, not just to divine energy, but also to, to myself and loving myself, that is when I'm opening myself up to abundance, coming to me in all areas of my life. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope you got value from it. And I will be back with another episode sharing another aspect of my life most likely. But I hope you enjoy these episodes. If you do, please do leave us a review. I do uh, read through all of them. And if you do, um, if you screenshot that review and send it to us to uh, at gmail.com. that's moneymindsetpodcast at gmail.com I will we will I will or someone from my team will send you our million in a mirror meditation for free to say thank you for supporting our podcasting journey until the next time you meet this is Golakan signing off take care and bye for now if you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies then please visit my website